I'm Zach, and I just took a dab, but don't call me Dabhead. I'm Ben, and I'm just a bad head. Bad head. That's like um, an alternate or alternative to bedhead. Just bad head. Yeah, that's when uh, that's when you got a concussion. <laughs> Me have bad head. That's when you don't come. It's bad head. All right. Cha 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 cha. Alrighty, uh, it's great to be back. Welcome back to your favorite coaster sucks. We talk about. We'll we'll make a dirty joke in the first minute. Really wouldn't be us without, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure that's almost every episode at this point. Always a dick joke. Got to be a dick joke, or else we're not really staying true to ourselves. I mean, we're we're in it for the art above all else. <laughs> Ace and, and that's, dicks. The sound, that's the sound of me unscrewing a mason jar of weed. You got some cherry pie. Mason Warren. The mason jar is such a distinct, uh, such a distinct sound. You know, it tends to work a lot better than most other weed containers. Because it keeps shit airtight. It's also better than what I do. And I just leave it in open containers. So it gets so so dry. You don't even have to use a grinder. You just kind of like push it down with your thumb and it just crumbles. Oh, dude. (laughs) What are you doing? This disappoints me, my man. Gotta, gotta... At least keep that, keep a couple of those dispensary containers around. Well, yeah, they're always in those, but I always forget to pop. Like, I'll get high and forget to close them. And then I come back a few days later and I realize it's been left open. No, the weed. (laughs) I just got a new kind of grinder. Electric? No, no, it's just, it's like a soft tooth. It's basically like two sets of very small, stubby, soft teeth. Instead of being sharp, it doesn't like shred it apart. It kind of just like moves it apart. It's supposed to help keep the uh, terpenes and trichomes and cannabinoids all in place more than falling off. Is it just like, is the teeth like silicone? No, it's metal. Oh, okay. Oh, I just looked it up. I gotcha. It's, it's, it's actually called grinder with a Y. (laughs) Cause it's some millennial bullshit. Yeah. Cause grinder with a hard R is already taken by the gays. (laughs) Well, I mean, so is medical marijuana. So <laughs> that's a thinker there. And if you have no clue what I'm talking about, just Google Brownie Mary. Anyway, we are stoners. We like roller coasters. Um, and according to the recording clock, it was just 420 on the clock. So nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take a bong rib. <laughs> 
I got the cute, nice little bong. Smoking that cherry pie. Oh, and I forgot to use my uh, hemp wig. I wonder if uh, if any weed comp companies would sponsor us. You just got to reach out and be like, I sneak your product in the park all the time. <laughs> I've been escorted out of at least three parks due to your product. Still to this day, I think the that time at Fiesta, Texas, like at night. That was the highest I've ever been in a park. Yeah, that was that was a lot. And then immediately going on uh, Batman or Goliath, whatever they call it there. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? And then you guys wrote the dark ride. I wrote a poltergeist. And that was just like, all I remember was just like, it was just like a yellow blur. Because the, cause the, the ride was, they had a bunch of lights on it. So it was like really bright yellow and it was just like a solid blur for like a minute. That's kind of how like Batman Goliath was to me. Yeah. Cause it was just like purple track and it's just like flipping all around. <laughs> and I was getting like, you know, y- your feet get tingly in some of the inversions. Yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like just complete sensory overload surprisingly it doesn't know. make me that nauseous like the roller coaster doesn't but um to this day i think the most nauseous i got i don't know if you remember there's that time we rode like triple play do you remember that like we we like smoked in the parking lot and all the rides had long lines so we rode triple play and like everybody got sick no like approximately what year was this uh probably like oh nine 2010. Huh. No, I don't remember that. Like, was it earlier in the day? Uh, it was like in the afternoon, like Aaron and Brittany and Justine were there. Okay. Uh-huh. And we all wrote it and all got sick. Yeah, pretty much. Well, the thing is, is like when the ride started, we were all like excited and just like acting kind of stupid on the ride. And I want to say like Chris was working the ride even. And then like towards the end of the ride, everyone just got like silent. And then when the ride, like the lap bars opened up, like all the like people that were on it, like got up and we we're all just like sitting in our seats. Like, uh, <laughs> I remember this other time we saw somebody we knew working triple play. And they dispatched with the gate open. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't what, what came about that? Nothing. Oh. It's a theme park with a thousand kids working in it every day. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not seen or reported, nothing happens. You know that. <laughs> it's no different than any job, really. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't get caught for something then you're probably probably nothing's going to happen. See, I thought someone took like a picture of it and posted it in a trip report. No, I think we all just talked about it a lot. Oh, okay. Or maybe it was on the gap. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I remember that May one. May it rest in peace. Yeah. Well, that's the thing like yeah. I mean as far as the amount of potential accidents at theme parks that happen daily, 
I mean, it's probably pretty high. Like, uh, well, holy shit. You know, if like a support cracks, yeah, then good God. I'm so it's funny because I don't know if it's just because of out like GPS algorithms or the story really got that big, but I mean like my name, I was, uh, we had like a party in the backyard and my neighbors like talked about it. They were like, are you the reason I'm seeing roller coaster like accidents in my feed? And then like all these people were saying they saw it on like Instagram and stuff. So I, I guess it must've just been that big of a story. Which is funny because considering the amount of accidents that actually kill people that don't get the coverage. Right. I'm like, a kid died on a drop tower last year. And there was video of it. Right. There was a real fucking video. It's it's really wild. But also, like, I mean, props to B&M. I'm just, I'm not a roller coaster engineer. Quote. We're not roller coaster oh, engineers. Not? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just guessing that like BM probably over engineers their track or like their design to the point where it could probably operate without half of the supports, but they're just there for more like wear and tear. So like whenever like people are freaking out about it, I kind of just assumed it was fine. Like BM, I trust BM with a few cracks here and there. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I found a video on YouTube from a guy, I think whose name is Ryan the Ride Mechanic. Sorry if that's wrong. Look, I posted it on our Discord. You can find it there. He basically explained that big coasters by B&M and the like, especially giga coasters, are built with a lot of redundancy in the supports. Yeah. To avoid track stresses, to thusly avoid needing to replace the track. Right. Yeah. All it's it's all cost cutting, which of course economics explains everything. So they build them with redundancies in order to avoid spending extra money doing maintenance (laughs) because they're steel coasters, right? So basically, he then said that like like the likely situation is that the land where the the like pylon goes into has probably shifted some yeah that makes sense from that um the uh tilted support i couldn't think of the right word yeah the non-vertical one so he's saying that land under that one probably like changed a bit and so that caused extra stress at the exact point where the welding is, which makes total sense. Yeah. Which is pretty much exactly where that crack was. So like that all pretty much made sense to me. And he was like, yeah, they could keep running it like that way for like two years before they saw any more damage. And that damage would be to the other two supports nearest to it. Yeah. Cause, um, I mean, just look at like just look at like how under supported in comparison Dragster is, and how much that track moves. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like B and M are the like originators in over engineering roller coasters, yeah. at least in terms of like that type of stuff. 
So, I mean, optically, obviously, it looks pretty fucking alarming when a roller coaster support is sheared right off, but I think that's... Let's, like, boil down the reality of the situation here, because we're all coaster nerds. If you're listening to this, you're a coaster nerd. Everything I heard in that video from that ride mechanic guy made total sense. And I'm also not a roller coaster engineer. (laughs) But that seemed pretty likely to me, since money was the ultimate answer. Yeah. So it's like, okay... So what really is the story here? And the story is some guy caught the shit actually happening on video, which is pretty incredible. Well, I'm also curious how long it was like that. Um, There were a couple people uh, just in random discussions where people were posting pictures from the ACE event that weekend. And I guess someone people were pointing out that there was like the start of a crack that you could see. But also well, ironic that it's or maybe not ironic, but maybe dead on that it happened right after an ace event. I was going to say it's like just pretty humorous at the least. Ace had probably one of their biggest coaster cons ever because Dollywood is basically catnip for acers. Yeah. Um. And so they probably had all of the uh, the biggest and widest acers on duty. And I do mean duty. Um, so, you know, downtimes, breakages. Yeah, that's really not surprising. <laughs> and here's the thing, right? I saw a couple ace people making that joke themselves. Yeah. So my question immediately became, how many times do we need to repeat that joke to get it entered into the zeitgeist of coaster history? How many, I wonder how I many mean, roller coasters acers themselves have broken. Well, look, I just like to say in a related note to that last point I made, it's still debatable. There are still rumors. There are still there's still a lot of chatter and hearsay surrounding the the uh, speculation that the owner of Mount Olympus kicks dogs. <laughs> so did did Ace break Fury three twenty five support? I would put money on it. The the only the only question really worth asking is was there any gravy spilled on a lap bar? Oh, I'm sure. Because that pretty much tells you what you need to know. <laughs> that's, that's the story I want to see on USA Today. I'm actually... It's funny, I had a, I actually had a tab of Mount Olympus open. I was just looking at the reviews. I, I like to keep it on my RSS feed in case, for every time the lawsuit's filed. Yeah. There's actually quite a few um, 4th of July reviews from Mount Olympus. The fireworks were set off by a guy working inside of a beer stand. Yeah, they probably just have them like out in the parking lot. No, he's just in the beer stand. (laughs) They put a ladder up to the roof. 
They're like, go ahead, Kodrick. Fire them. Just walks out with a torch. He's like, Niet. <laughs> Damn, the fireworks are still going off. You know what I love about the fourth now as an adult? Is that, especially more so where you live, but even now where I live, is since we were children and you lived you know, closer in this region, that area of the country has been in perpetual drought. Like, wait, the, I mean, the Midwest? No, 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 like the West. Oh, yeah. Like, basically California, and then it started spreading east. Yeah. And so, like, that whole area has been in perpetual drought for, like, most of our lives. And it, it continues to spread east still, because, like, Illinois is in drought this year. Yeah, that makes sense. So, it's like, but yet, July 4th rolls around. And people are like, yeah, yeah, I see it's a, it's an orange uh, forest fire alert, but uh, fireworks. If you launch them off in the street, it's okay. Yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> that's what this, na- like that's what this neighborhood does. And they just leave all the shit in the, in the road. That's the fire. That's the fireworks equivalent of uh, soaking. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's um, not technically on your property. Yeah, right? It's somebody else's problem now. Her thing had my thing in it. That's her problem. (laughs) (laughs) Club wet. Ick. I don't know if I could think of a grosser name for a club. Especially with two T's. Unless it was like Club Moist. With two T's. Club drip. Club humidity. (laughs) Club B.O. I wonder what they did with this room. I know I've brought it up before. I was just looking up. um, Because one of the the reviews, there's actually a review for wet. Ruger, don't. I, I can't believe they had the gall to call it a Vegas style club. It's because they shoot paper confetti. And they're like, that's because we have $600 bottles of champagne with sparklers in them. Actually, one of the reviews was staff could be improved. Strict rules about who can actually get up on the shower type dance areas. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, nobody wanted to see your ass up there. Yeah, what this is, is drunk guy was trying to harass staff. Yeah. That was some like way too old to be at a nightclub guy. (laughs) Who was like, look, I gave you $20. That means I at least get to touch him. (laughs) And it's like, sir. She's a cocktail server. (laughs) So I'm sitting here doing bong rips. Um, We should talk about Fury a little bit more just because it's going to help us 
uh, get some listeners in maybe. Yeah. What, um, I didn't see every any- time we upload. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say every time we upload, there's a possibility it's somebody's first time hearing us. Yeah. And I mean, the fury stuff is probably the biggest news right now. I don't know when it's supposed to open, but, um, I would, I can't imagine it's going to take that long. Like what? Two weeks, maybe. I think it could be a year, dude. I guess it depends if they're going to have to rebuild an entire support or not, or if they're just going to weld it. Well, let's see. I mean, what was, um, Firebird kind of had the same problem, right? Wait, uh, Iron Wolf when it moved? Or no, fi- Firebird. Or Wild Eagle. Whatever. What is. At Dollywood? Yeah. No, no, no. Um, okay. Holiday World. Remember they had that. Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Yeah. Remember it had that support issue? Mm hmm. Yeah, that could have been something like this. They were kind of vague about it. Yeah. That one was this whole season, though. So, yeah, maybe it sucks because I was maybe going to drive past it and ride it, but unfortunately not. Now there's no reason to go to that state. Uh, North or South Carolina? Uh, Yes. (laughs) You don't want to go to Myrtle Beach? There's um, what's that? There's no roller coasters there anymore, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah. If there are, it's some shitty trans transportable, you know, wacky worm or something. Because I was trying to think about that like a while back. They they didn't have a uh, CCI, right? They did. The hurricane. That's what I was thinking of. It looked kind of cool. That was at uh, the Myrtle Beach Pavilion. We'll look this up. Yeah, I was just about to say, I got to see a POV now. (laughs) This is is necessary. Um, And I highly recommend if you're listening, check it out. Oh, shit. That was only six years. All right. So Myrtle Beach Pavilion Hurricane POV. Here we go. I guess we'll go with this person's. And no, it's not a person we know. All right. Let's see. This always looked cool in a great white Maurice Piers type of way. Yeah, kind of. Um, or great Nor'easter, my bad. Yeah. <clears throat> also, Madhu Ghani is it looks like it's been consistently running. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to make it out there. That's exciting. Um, if you made it out there, call us up. They're on two five seven two nine five five two five raw five LA. Okay, first drop. Uh, looks like a nice bunny hill it goes into. Uh, clearly looks pretty rough. Yo, the turn at the bottom of that second hill looks pretty awesome though. It goes right into like a almost like a son of beast type of helix. That's a good thing about CCI. It's really great and intense for like the first season. Okay. Yeah, I just yeah, I just and all these like up. small parks with no 
maintenance budget bought them because they were cheap. Yeah. And then didn't maintain them. And so like, yeah, by the, by the third season, it was like, ah, <laughs> yeah, this one actually looks pretty good. Yeah. This looks solid, dude. There's two helixes in there. And that second bunny hill into that turn looks pretty sweet. Yeah, it's kind of like a legend son of beast kind of helix. Yeah, man, that that looked pretty cool. Well, uh, R.I.P. to the Myrtle Beach Pavilion and the Hurricane. And uh, I mean, I think our buddy Tommy had a gap meet up there before it closed. Okay, I think I remember that. And then they built Hard Rock Park, and now there's um. Oh wait, so Hard Rock Park was built in this spot. I'm pretty sure. Oh shit! Okay. So it's like we're gonna give you an even better theme park for one year. <laughs> but I always kind of wondered, like, was Myrtle Beach even that big of a tourism draw that it would support a big park? I mean, I think it is, but it's just people don't go there for that reason. It's um, like people go there to stay in a shitty hotel and go to the beach and then go to like a, you know, like a Margaritaville or a Cabo Wabo or whatever the hell they have there. Boomers drinking Bud Light. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a mega store. And so whereas like the paper ride kind of FEC vibe just works better for that type of spot. And I think they even have something like that now, just no coasters, <clears throat> which is a bummer. Yeah. Also, Swamp Fox. God damn. Oh, yeah. Swamp Fox, Family Kingdom. All right. Looking that one up now. That's another one I'd love to ride. There was something about this one, too, right? It's, I think, I want to say a John Allen, maybe. Okay. I could be completely wrong about that, but <clears throat> uh, I think it's an old, or maybe it's a just an old PTC, but I thought it was maybe a John Allen. But uh, people who are more knowledgeable than me, let me know if I'm wrong. Oh, wait. Swamp Fox is, is still PTC. open. Yes. Oh, shit. Okay. Yes, it is a John Allen. Nailed it. I mean, fucking Screaming Eagle's amazing. Uh, Great American Scream Machine can be pretty awesome. A uh, mm, little tr- tougher now that it runs those two bench trains, but it can be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I had good rides Screaming on it. Screaming Eagle's amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Scream Machine was always good before when I wrote it. I haven't checked it out. That's recently, what I'm though. saying. I yeah, don't see how it, John Allen's are just, they're just rare nowadays. I guess I don't understand the, why suddenly like a, if you go to, you know, the two bench car suddenly it gets rough. Yeah, I know. And they, they always claim it's for like maintenance, but it's like, it can't be doing it any favors. Yeah. This thing looks like it's running rough like an old wooden coaster should. Like, not right. excessively rough, just kind of bumpy. Right, yeah. 
like a fucking roller coaster. Yeah, dude, this looks awesome. It kind of looks like, um, looks a little bit like Phoenix. Of course, let me not omit from the John Allen conversation, Racer and uh, I guess uh, Racer 75 now. Wait, what about Racer 75? I was just saying uh, to not be omitted from the John Allen conversation, uh, Racer and Racer 75. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any other fucking John Allen coasters I've ridden. Am I, am I getting uh, too old school now? No, I'm just, I feel like John Allen. I mean, what about like Rebel Yell and... Yeah, Racer 75. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because they're trying to not be insensitive. Yeah. And they're going to paint a rainbow on it. <laughs> God damn it. Good God. Are they shooting? Yeah. It rained last night, so I think a lot of people have leftovers. And everyone's just like, Bang bang! Yeah, I just think the uh, the John Allens are rare now. I can't. I'm I'm like coming up short on any others. Um, we'll, we'll see here. Well, so yeah, so RCDB doesn't have it by John Allen, but they have it by PTC, which I don't know what the crossover is there. I think like like Cannonball at Lake Winnipesaukee, Comet at Waldemir. No, that can't be a John Allen. Blue Streak? Okay, then maybe we're going about this wrong. But I guess like it's if it was made by PTC, I'm guessing John worked for PTC. <clears throat> I just don't know if like he designed all the roller coasters for PTC for a specific time. Here we go. I'm checking from PTC's website. Oh, he was the president from 54 to 71. Oh, that makes sense. Let's see. In 55, he began designing coasters. Mm. Oh, in 71, he stepped down as the president of PTC, but he remained the head designer. I looked up uh, Comet at Hershey Park, and I found a Tommy Faircloth video or photo of like a super crooked lift hill. Oh, man. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> this is a Wikipedia list. Okay, so Sea Dragon at Wyandotte or Jungle Jack's Landing or Adventure Cove or Gooding Zoo Park. I'm, I'm, I'm omitting all the ones that are demolished. Uh, Skyliner at Lake Mount Park. Been on that. That was all right. Uh, the Gold Nugget. Slash Black Diamond at Knobles. I have not been on that. Oh, Blue Streak at Cedar Point. That's fun. That was a John Allen. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Swamp Fox. Uh, Cannonball at Lake Winnie. Racer and Woodstock Express at Kings Island. Uh, A Scream Machine at Georgia. Woodstock Express at King's Dominion, Racer 75 at King's Dominion, Woodstock Express at Carowinds, and Screaming Eagle. 
So shit. Been on most of the operating ones. Only about four that I haven't been on. Yeah, Comet at Waldemere. Oh, Starliner at Miracle Strip. Oh, man, I wish I would have gotten on that. That looked awesome. That was at uh, Legoland? Yeah. No, no, no. Miracle Strip was in uh, Panama City Beach. Didn't they they move it? Wait a second. It moved. Yeah, it moved to Cypress Gardens, which became Legoland. Yeah. But I think they demolished it before it became Legoland because it closed as Cypress Gardens and it was closed for a couple years before it became Legoland, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, I'd have to ask a buddy of ours who knows a lot about Legoland. <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah. Well, John Allen, good stuff. I mean, of course, I, I mean, what, how do you, even without going into, you know, I guess John Allen can take partial credit for the beast, too. Yeah, that's, that's right. Because I think, what's his name? I want to say Al Collins, maybe? I. I'm reaching deep into the depths here and I smoke a lot of weed. So, but it's, it's pretty well documented. He said they got their calculations from John Allen. That checks out. I mean, like that was, um, well, I'm trying to remember racer was his first one. No, I mean, that was like, the first one he did for King's Island. Yeah. But I mean, that kind of, that makes sense. But, um, shit. What is going on with Dragster? So I saw a lot of prediction videos pop up. I guess there's a new track that's white. So there's white track and silver supports on the site. God damn. Okay. So it looks like all the like launch track or brake run track is, is there. None of it looks curved though. It's all straight. So weird. Well, any predictions i don't know i think the swing launch is probably going to be a thing otherwise it's it could be for the spike yeah i don't know let's see if i can find a better picture damn do you, do you have a bunch of woo people living near you uh no it's probably a lot of kids oh yesterday there was like an eight-year-old holding a holding Roman candles and shooting them across the road. Oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Um, I 
So have you found any good pictures of Dragster? No, I actually don't see. There's nothing on Google. I'm trying to look at YouTube. Uh, yeah, there's like nothing really. Nothing even on Screamscape. Well, I think that means it's time to move on to the next thing. Boom. Agreed. Kaplowy. Oh, wait, yeah, there's a, there's a voicemail, right? There is. We got a voicemail, which I always love. I appreciate you guys sending us a voicemail, uh, especially when you're out traveling, doing park stuff. It's the best. I love hearing from you guys. Okay, uh, let's chiggity check it. Wait, here we go. Hey guys, what's up? This is Nick and Jared, aka Coaster Ferg and uh, Jared. We're on the <laughs> Jared Mullen. We're on the last day of our coaster trip to Europe. We flew to Brussels, hit a whole bunch of parks in in Belgium, Germany, France, and Holland. It's pretty awesome. You should all come over here. Fantasia Land kicks ass. It's better than Disney. Uh, you should uh, you should fly over just to go to fucking Fantasia Land. The the being in Europe is just top to bottom better than the U.S. Thousand percent. It is friggin' awesome. Uh, it was a great trip. We had some highs and some very low lows. Uh, had some car issues and then had some communication issues where we got stuck sitting in our car in a parking lot for about six hours one night. So that was super fun. Oh, shit. Uh, but once we got that settled, it was awesome. Uh, I sound a little goofy. I caught a cold all over here. It's like an American cold, except it has a funny accent to it. <laughs> but no, it was a great trip. So happy to call. If you have any questions or any tips, we're happy to share what we can. And yeah, you guys rock. Say bye, Jared. Bye, Jared. Awesome. Damn, Man, that well, sounds like a hell of a trip. Yeah, I wonder what the parking lot thing is. I wonder if it, uh, I don't know, maybe parks close their lots early. That sucks. Yeah, that's a real bummer. I mean, at least you got a good story out of it. Yeah. But I want to hear more about it. So hopefully um, those guys will be joining our uh, Patreon voice hang, voice chat on our Discord, which, if you are listening to this episode on the day of its upload, it is happening tonight. So make sure to come join us if you're a Patreon. And if not, you can check it out, patreon.com, starting at just $1 a month. Get access to our voice chats. We do them typically once a month, sometimes maybe a little more. This month we're going to have two because we didn't have one last month, kind of because we had the meetup. Um, <clears throat> but we're going to have two this month either way. And the first one is uh, tonight as of the date of upload. So if you're not currently a Patreon and you're interested in joining, a uh, few details. We just like to hang out and chat with everybody that... Uh, likes to listen to this show. I don't know. We have a cool community on our discord and, uh, 
the voice chats are just a kind of an extension of that. So come kick it with us. And that's all the, to say Jared and Nick hang out in our voice chats pretty frequently. So I'm hoping they'll show up for the one tonight and they can tell us in a bit more detail about their current or their really recent trip to Europe. Cause that sounded fucking awesome. Yeah. Do you remember how long their trip was? I think it was two weeks. It sound, I mean, with, with the type of like the amount of places they went to, it sounded like a two week trip. Yeah. I I mean, I guess you could, I could imagine trying to squeeze that all into like a week, maybe a week and a half. But the idea of driving around Europe kind of scares me too. Yeah. Just cause like, I feel like if you're driving around big cities, you're probably like on the highways, you're probably fine. But, I don't know. You go you go through some small town and like yeah, have a car problem or you need to find a gas station or your phone stops working. Probably gets a little chaotic. It's just like, I mean, there's always just heightened anxiety like when you're in another country. Yeah, like I don't speak European <laughs> of any variety. Yeah, you know, I know enough to know that in Europe, it's not a mile; it's a kilometer. And it's not gas, it's petrol. <laughs> That's it. Oh, and it comes it comes in the by the leader there for some reason. Yeah, so you think you're getting a deal. <laughs> yeah, it's like right. Ooh, a euro, <laughs> a liter. And then you're like, how much is uh how much is eighty three euro anyway? <laughs> you're like, this is a fucking Volkswagen, what the fuck? <laughs> This, this is a Volkswagen Golf. How did it cost so much to fill? <laughs> Every time I'm in Europe, yeah. too, like my phone will just randomly stop working. And it's always when I'm trying to use Google for public transit. So it's like, oh, cool. I have a connection coming up, you know, and then like I, I'm going to have the map. And then suddenly Google Maps does that weird thing where it like, I don't know if you ever noticed it, where it goes through that like scrolling like loading where it's like multicolored. Like it's trying to find, it's trying to find a connection. No, I haven't seen it do that. And I'm just like on the platform panicking and trying to ask people and they, you know, pretend not to speak English. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. No. Uh, yeah, man. Europe. The idea of driving around Europe sketches me out just because, like, if I can't understand what the street signs say, I'm going to have a tough time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, fortunately, like, the street signs are, I think, pretty much the same shape, like, in color. So, you can use that. It's kind of like a good, good guide. But, yeah, like, street signs and stuff. Especially when they're in like their native language and the street sign is like three times as long as like a normal street sign. You yeah. Know, it looks like it has like, like make a right, make a right at Uchtel Vargenspot. You're like, I oh, wait, is that? Oh no, that's Uchtel Vargenspot. <laughs> like that, that always really fucks you up. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, the W is in the wrong place. I see. Redirecting. 
I think it'd be worse in Asia, though. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't even try there. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, with it in Asian countries, I think they have pretty good transit because most people don't drive cars. It's which is good. Yeah, that's why. Like, I can't imagine. Like, there's kind of that meme of Europeans when they come to the U.S. And they're like, yeah, I'm doing a 10 day trip in America. Like first two days I'll be in New York day three, uh, day three and four. I'm going to do Los Angeles. Then day four and five, we're going to do Disney in Florida. And then we might check out Chicago and then fly back. And then it's like, Oh, and then it's like, do you have a rental car? It's like, no Amtrak. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think the old joke is that um, to in Europe, 200 miles is small, and in America, 200 years is small, or the other way around. In Europe, 200 years is small, and in America, 200 miles is small. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you hear about that shit all the time. The worst is the, like, enthusiasts. Who are like, yeah, I'm going to come to the States and I'm going to do Cedar Point and then I'm going to do Magic Mountain and Disneyland. (laughs) And it's like, how long are you here for? Oh, a week. Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, (laughs) okay. I mean, you could, you could fly it. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to fly between the two, then you're, you're okay. But that's not really the impression I ever got. Yeah. I think a lot of Europeans expect that they're going to come here and it's like, for some reason, America is like the size of Europe. Yeah. Where it's like, no, Europe fit, you know, America fits like two and a half Europe's. Yeah. There's actually a comparison of Margo. You guys go. Both dogs are under the desk. You guys come on. Let's go. Let's go. My cat has been just like yelling, just like walking around the apartment, just yelling. (laughs) So I finally just picked her up and sat her in my lap, which she is not a lap cat. And she is just sitting here just like, why didn't you pick me up before? And it's like, you, you hate this. Why are you here? (laughs) It's like they know something's going on. Yeah, I I know fireworks really fuck up all animals. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. They're like, why are there so many unexplained loud noises? I'm very on edge. <laughs> uh, can you guys go? Go, go. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Good kitty. Yep. Good Lucy. So. Ben, we were chatting briefly about our Discord. Yes. To which I'll say, please join if you haven't. It's pretty awesome. We like to talk a lot with our friends, and it's a good place to hang with everyone. So please do join. And it's free. So, um... One of the best parts of our Discord 
is if you want to participate, you can ask us questions, or even more fun is Would You Rathers. So let's start off. I think we got some questions and some Would You Rathers. So... Would you rather? Um, let's see. Okay. All right. So I don't remember which ones we've answered. So I'm going as, as far back as uh, a scroll or two here. Ribs, Ribs and Bacon says, have either of you participated in a media day or for a photo shoot, either as a guest or an employee? If so, how did it go? I've gone to a couple media days um, and commercial shoot. I've been to one. Yeah. I've done, I've done a few media days. I've done both six flags and Cedar fair and Cedar fair does way better job at it. I mean, on the whole, I'd say they're kind of boring. Yeah. Relative to what you may have pictured in your mind. If you haven't been to one. Yeah, because when they take turns, like basically they'll take 20 minutes setting up cameras and then you just have to sit and like they just wait for the next uh, like live cycle. And then they do their little spiel and then they dispatch one train and then it's like another 15 minutes you wait. Just a lot of waiting. It's like if you've ever seen a real actual movie set and you're like, wow, cool. And then you're like, there's literally like nothing happening. Like there's a lot of people walking around, but like nothing's happening. Yeah. It's, it's like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess if you like to feel exclusive, sure. And it's like, you know, if it's a way to get on things before they're open to the public, but yeah, expectation should be low. Although the thing that I liked about Cedar Fair Media Days is that they actually treat it more like an event and they actually do care about the guests that are there and like giving them an overall good experience. And then Six Flags approach a media day is kind of like, you know, don't complain because you're lucky you're even riding it in the first place type of thing. I mean, it's been what at least 10 years since the last time either of us went to a media day though. Yeah. Last one was uh 2014 for Goliath, which was pretty bad. And I think I would have been at that one, but they rescheduled it several times. So I wasn't able to make it. Uh, so I think the last one I was at was like maybe 2012 for X flight. Okay. Yeah. Or no, uh, 2013, I did the Batman the Ride backwards photo shoot or commercial shoot. Fuck. And I did not feel good that day. I wrote it twice and I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. And like the photo and commercial shoots, I know they're kind of like strict about certain things. It's like, well, in terms of the amount of actual riding you can do, the commercial shoots are way better because they don't have times particularly scheduled for all the media outlets. So it's like instead of getting there at like 3 a.m. 
And then, like you were saying, starting at four every 15 minutes, some other newscaster rides it. It's like, you know, basically they put the cameras there, they get the right actors in the place they need them, and then they go for two or three or four cycles so they can get several shots, you know? Yeah. So you can clock in a few more rides if you manage to get into a commercial shoot. And they'll still, like, feed you and everything. Yeah. But you're right. They're a lot stricter about, like... Like, at Media Day, they'll say you can't, like, wear logos or anything. But at, like, commercial shoot, there'll be, like, a PR person looking at what you're wearing before you go. Yeah. Yeah, I think they always say, like, it's best to just wear bright-colored, solid solid shirts or park merch. Yep. But I think, you know, when I was uh, for the Batman backwards one, they said no, no park merch. Okay. Because I think that the whole point was they started at great America, but the commercial was going to be used for every part yeah. that got the trains. So <laughs> they didn't want anybody sneaking a great America shirt in there. <laughs> Fucking Jim Reed Anderson. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, thanks for sending that in, Ribs. Um, let's see. Dragon Lord Freya. Uh, she wants to know: Are y'all familiar with R slash Coaster Bros? If so, are there any pics of Ben on there? <laughs> uh, I learned this. I learned about this like more recently. I did look. Um, I did not post any po- pictures of me on there. So <laughs> All it's right. also kind of a dead thread. I was, ex- I was hoping for more activity, but it was kind of like the same 10 people just posting <laughs> pictures of themselves over the course of two, three years. It like, I was only aware of that place just by like being on roller coaster Reddit a lot. Yeah. And so it comes up in the comments occasionally. So I had like a kind of peripheral idea of what it was. So I was like, oh, I got to tag you guys. Yeah, it's just like self thirst traps at theme parks. In my understanding of it, it seemed like the type of thing that um, we're going to go with a very simple first name only here. Clint would start. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I did see some familiar faces posted on there, though. (laughs) (laughs) Of uh, of people we know very well. Well, let's not uh, let's not out anybody here, but uh, for for those who are looking, I guess (laughs) you know where to go. Uh, all right, so Rib sent in another one. He says, "What's your opinion of guests cosplaying at Disney slash Universal?" Like, I guess this is a question like people who go to the park and cosplay when they're there. I think he's referring to Disney bounding, unless he's talking about the people at Universal who like buy the Harry Potter robes and wear those. Because if so. I am that person. 
I mean, it's going there and buying the stuff is one thing, but I guess like, are people cosplaying as rides? Like, it's like I'm not I'm as Splash rides, Mountain. It's, it's not as rides. I think what he's asking about is Disney bounding, because technically, wearing a costume as an adult is not allowed at Disney, yeah. except during Halloween, right? Um, so. Disney bounding is basically like making a an outfit inspired by a character. Um, my brother-in-law does it. He Disney bounds his power line, and he's got some really cool fucking gear. So do they let? So do they let you? Do they let like? Is are certain uh, things okay? Or is it blanket rule like no no adults? No, it's it's like adults can't wear like an actual costume. Okay, but like you know, I don't know. Let's say uh, it's hard to think of a good example. All right, so like you could wear like if you wore like red shorts and a black shirt. And yellow shoes. Yeah. You could say, like, I'm Disney bounding as Mickey Mouse. Okay. I mean, you could wear the ears you buy in the park. But, you know, it could be as simple as that, basically. It can get more involved, but only to a point because they don't allow you to wear an actual costume. Okay. So, it's called Disney. So, it all has to be. It's called Disney bounding? Yeah. Okay. It all has to be, like, clothes, you know? So it's like you can dress up kind of inspired by a character, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. I think like, here's the thing. I think, I think ribs maybe is trying to get set us up to shit on Disney bounding people, but I'm not about to do that (laughs) because here's the real talk, right? We're all roller coaster weirdos, which is just as weird as Disney bounding (laughs) and a little bit weirder in a way. In some ways, you keep a list of every ride you've been on, possibly how many times and in what seats. That's weirdly obsessive. Yeah, people are doing heat maps of like uh, of like what seats they sit in. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, come on, that's just as weird, if not weirder than dressing up kind of like a Disney character. Yeah. Now the question is, I wonder if people do just, gen- I guess like a generic version of it, like wearing the top throw dragster colors or I want to say in that shit posting group, there was a photo of somebody who was like cosplaying as dragster. I mean, if you wore like a red shirt and like yellow shorts, yeah, you could be like, yeah, I'm dragster. Coaster bounding. Let's make it happen, guys. <laughs> Let's see your best coaster bounding look on our Discord. Um, you know what? In honor of it, I think we got a new shirt. New shirt? Oh, wait. Yeah? Oh, wait. I disconnected for a second. Oh, I said, you know what? Coaster bounding. I think we got a new shirt. There you go. 
I think we're going to make that happen. So here's what I, we need to think about is a couple good colors for that to come in. We're going to put it up. Want you guys to take it. Go get a good picture of yourself. Buy the ride you're dressed up as. <laughs> we'll have it in, in some different colors for all of you. And the best one will win. Oh, what are they going to win? A prize. Bonus points. We'll find a prize. Bonus points if you're holding Dianetics. Yes, as always. <clears throat> we'll find a special prize for the first person who sends us a picture of themselves holding a copy of Dianetics inside of a park. Or even in front of the park, like the park sign. <laughs> so, um... Let's see. Sorry, ribs to disappoint. We're not going to shit on Disney founders. And also big shouts to my brother-in-law for being a Disney bounder. All right. Joe H says, let's say you ran a money laundering operation based on amusement parks. What would it be? And why is it a museum in Texas? Well, I like the way you think Joe. (laughs) I think there's potentially another one to be to be had though. What's that? Um let's see. Well, like if it's money laundering, then basically it just has to be a legit business just for the sake of being a legit business, you know? Yeah. So, like how about this? You like clean grease traps? And then sell that to parks to grease up the rides with. There you go. Or, um, yeah, you like clean out the grease traps from like, you know, fucking McDonald's or (laughs) Taco Bell or maybe like, um, I was gonna say maybe like merch or, um, like game stuffed animals. Oh, yeah, that'd be that's probably the best one because, like, how do you determine the value of a mini teddy, like a teddy bear? You know, like you say it's well, you're right. Like well, you, I mean, labor, labor and materials brings the value of that to uh, 33 cents. Yeah. So like you sell it to the park for a dollar, but then you write it down as $5 and then fold in $4 from somewhere else. <laughs> there it is. There it is. We have it figured out, y'all. Because um, I, I don't think how do you like how do you do? I can't imagine the inventory for like game prizes is that tight. I don't know though, because like honestly, the profit margins for theme parks is super low. So I'm pretty sure they're pretty hawk-eyed about that shit. Oh, Ribs has a follow-up question from that one. He says, on that same uh, vein, uh, if you could start an illegal trade for the amusement park industry, what would it be? And would you do? And do you think there is one currently? Golden Horse is definitely not legal in this country. Yeah, they've been sued for IP theft. <laughs> or no, maybe they've been sued for. Uh, patent violations. Yeah, one of the two. 
Yeah, because I, I mean, I don't know much about that, but I would assume like you're allowed to operate and sell all that stuff as long as you're within China. But the second you go to the U.S. and try to build a presence there, I'm sure that's when. I mean, it is or Europe. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, if Golden Horse becomes like eventually successful, because they they basically innovated thirty years of roller coaster engineering into like five years. From their first to their from like their first design to their more recent design. Yeah, but not really. I mean, yeah, it's still pretty bad. I like that one. The one the dive coaster they built that had um it had three rows and it didn't have a holding drop. And you can definitely see the like like if you were in playing no limits and you did the POV row in the in the third row, it would like shoot to like, like a red spike. Yeah, like negative three negative three G's. <laughs> to the point where like it was a it was a it was a huge difference. Like you see the first two go over, and then you see the third one just get like yanked. That kind of sounds fun though. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. Uh, Bran has a question. He says, what's the most geographically isolated coaster you have ridden? Did you ever make it on that one in... Uh, fuck, where was it? In uh, Newfoundland? Uh, uh, Prince Edward Island. I would say it's probably between well, the West Edmonton Mall... And then Prince Edward Island. I would have to guess. Prince Edward Island's pretty fucking far out there. And it was like a it was a Schwarzkopf Wildcat or whatever Wildcat was. It was just one of those types of rides. A, a park called Sandspit. I remember it was like a ten mile long bridge and it had a forty five dollar toll. Jesus Christ. I don't think I've been on anything that geographically isolated. I mean, I've been to shit. Like, nothing really that far outside of a city. Yeah. You know? Oh, burger. Holiday World? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, Holiday World's pretty... What is that like? Well, it's pretty close to Louisville. Silver Dollar City. Yeah, I don't, Indiana Beach. Yeah. God damn it. it. Just gets getting worse and worse. Damn, dude, your neighbors hate your dogs. <laughs> um all right, that oh, ribs and bacon. He wants to know now that legalization has is happening, are you still paranoid despite it being legal? Um no. Yeah, I've I've been here now like seven years. I'm pretty desensitized to it. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think. I I mean, like I I fly with it all the time, and I, and like forget it's in the bag, and then it's like, oh shit, I flew with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think like the government's ever gonna come for weed smokers. Yeah. I do get a little paranoid when I go to like Texas 
Like, oh yeah, uncool states for sure. Yeah, like that was Texas is always one of the states that I will fly into it with, but I will always make sure I get rid of it before I leave a Texas airport. Um, and then like driving through Nebraska from like coming in from Colorado with Colorado plates is always a little, you know, nerve wracking, but I haven't seen Nebraska is worse than Texas. Yeah. Although I haven't seen like a full on shakedown at the, at the state line, like they used to do, um, where they would just park like five cop cars right on the, like right on the side of the highway at the state line. Um, I don't really see that anymore, but yeah, every time I drive through that state with Colorado plates, I'm just like anticipating being followed by a cop and I don't know, I usually have weed on me in the car. So it's just like, I guess like you kind of play dumb. Like, Oh, sorry. I forgot I was in there. I was camping. So, Oh, it's illegal. Yeah. That's kind of like, you know, I wonder if that, like, I don't know if there's, there's a way to play dumb. Like, wait, I thought it was legal here. And you'd be like, no, no, no. Like I bought it legal. It's fine. Well, what do you mean? It's illegal. I bought, I bought it legally though. Just do like one of those dumb things. Yo, here's my little pro tip. A medical card is probably better to have in those situations. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, as long as it looks like it's for personal use, you can usually probably have a little bit more protection versus like, you know, driving with like two ounces and a scale. Don't have it put, don't have, don't have a scale in your car. <laughs> yeah. I think the best advice is, uh, you know, especially if you're going to an uncool state is like, here, here would be my advice. Get a med card and then only travel with shit you bought from a dispensary and keep it in its original packaging and keep the receipts with you. Yeah. Cause then even if you play dumb, you can go, well, I have this thing from my state and this is all purchased legally from a business that pays taxes. Yeah. And I mean, like with ignorance too, I mean, how really like, why is the average person supposed to be aware of which States are legal and which ones aren't like, <laughs> especially if it's medicine. Yeah. So yeah, I would say no paranoia is not really much a thing for me anymore. You could think maybe like, Oh yeah, the government's making some list, but it's like, what is it going to do with it? They used to raid the dispensaries when it all first started. What are they, what are they going to do? Yeah. You know? So let's see. Um, so that a-hole from NY wants to know if you can snap your finger and be on any giga, which would, which one would it be and why? Um, well, funny you should mention snapping in gigas. <laughs> I'll just say fury. I'm going to have to say millennium force. Cause always. And why? Because it's my favorite. And he asked that on, uh, June 6th by the, or June 8th, by the way. So we are a little backlogged from questions here on our discord. Good foreshadowing. That's what I'm saying. Well done that a hole from NY. Uh, so brands back with a nerdy question. 
He says, what is your favorite park entrance approach? I'm talking drive up to the toll booth. What, what v- Vista gets you hyped? Um, well, Cedar Point always, obviously, is the first one. Yeah, the Cedar Point Causeway and then the Magic Mountain one going by X2 is pretty good. I was just about to say, you got X2 and then Vipers in the background and then it kind of opens up and you see everything. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm going to have to say, um, you know, Disneyland and Disney World. And while we're at it, I'll even throw in Universal Orlando. Kind of especially Universal Orlando. Just like driving up to the parking structure and uh, the approach to the main area with the security. Yeah. With the moving walkways, man, that hypes me up. And then, yeah, like Disney World, when you get on property and you see the sign, that hypes me up. And uh, like Disneyland, just being in Anaheim, you can see it from, you know, like everywhere when you're around it. Yeah. So that's super hype, too. And, you know, I'm going to be honest here. Michigan's Adventure. Oh, yeah, because you go along the side of uh, Timbers. Yeah, yeah. you got to drive the entire way of Timbers, which is pretty cool. I was there once, and that parking lot was full. Fuck. <laughs> Abandon all hope ye who come here. <laughs> But the ride was at least open. Or uh, Timbers was open. Well, that's good. So, um, all right. Joe H., he wants to know, if you guys could plan the ultimate YFCS coaster event with an unlimited budget, what park and other activities would you include? Ooh, this is a fun question. Um, Unlimited budget. Okay, so there's there's really only two schools of thought here in my mind. But I'm kind of kind of curious where where your head's at with this, Ben. I mean, with an unlimited budget, I guess you could always just do Disney Disney ERT, might as well. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking particularly like a full Southern California thing. Yeah. Do ERT at Disneyland and DCA. Um, obviously hit knots and Magic Mountain and SeaWorld and Universal and do ERT at all of them. <laughs> yeah, just like a private day. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be it. Get everybody the VIP tours at Universal Hollywood. Yeah. How much does that run? Uh, I think it was like 300, 350 per person. I mean, that's actually not that bad considering that they wanted, what was it? $20,000 for gold, an hour, a gold striker. It's 6,000, 6,000. Oh no. For gold striker. Yeah. It might've been 20,000. Oh shit. Yeah. Which is insane. The cheapest rides, the cheapest ride, which was like a flat ride was 6,000. Okay. So yeah. Gold striker might've been 20,000. That's insane. Yeah. 
But I, you know, I think part of the problem there is we're literally looking in like the most expensive metro area <laughs> in the country. Yeah. And it's a bunch of tech money up there. So like, you know, every startup is like, oh yeah, we'll get some ERT. Yeah, true. Oh, I'm oh I'm sure that's a thing. <laughs> and we're like, hey, we're a podcast that makes somewhere in the vicinity of negative ten bucks a month. <laughs> How much ERT can we get? They're like, you can get the fuck out. <laughs> no, but um yeah, I think Southern California. Or maybe Florida, because Florida would be cool, too. Yeah, I mean, a limited budget, I, I guess, like, VIP tour or VIP event, just, like, private day would be best. Yeah, I think that would be it, is just do, like, VIP tours. Whether it was California or Florida, just do VIP tours for everybody in the group Yeah, for every day at every park. And then for any other activity, I don't know. Um, well, California. Go to Hollywood. Go to the beach. Smoke some fucking weed. I don't know what you do in Florida. Eat. Yeah. Eat. Um, eat. Sit in the air conditioning. Eat. Fart. Float. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Eat. <laughs> And then eat some more. <laughs> Try not to crack a roller coaster. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, Rib says if roller coasters were cheese, what types of cheese would they be and why? You are allowed to use flats that parks call coasters in your choices. Um. <laughs> okay. Um, then at least one park calls the disco a coaster. Cedar Point. So a disco has to be like a baby bell. Or I guess any cheese that comes on a wheel. Or I was going to say like Kraft Singles because it's not real cheese. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's just called cheese because it's got cheese in the name. Um. Fury 325 could be Swiss cheese because it's got holes in it. Um, Impulse coasters could be string cheese. Um, Steel Vengeance is like plant-based cheese because it's like way processed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, B&M's could be Gouda because they're really mild. Except for like Tatsu, which is like Carolina Reaper Colby Jack, you know? Yeah. Um, this is an interesting question. Golden Horse co- Coasters could be like spray cheese out of a can. Cheese with. <laughs> Speaking of cheeses, I remember in like grade school and middle school there's always like a kid who would bring a can of easy cheese in their like packed lunch and they're always the check it out it's the leaning tower of cheese (laughs) cheese was in saltines that was Polly Shore's character in the fucking goofy movie 
Yo, Indomin is moldy cheese because it's broken. But you can, like, cut around it, you know? (laughs) Yo, Mishu, that's government cheese. (laughs) All right, all right. Um, Um, Yeah, I don't know my cheeses very well. Um... Yo, B&M Flyers would be blue cheese because they're stinky. Yeah. <laughs> God damn um, it. Hold on, I'm trying here. Um, Wicked Twister could be shredded cheese. Okay. Just because it's cut in pieces. <laughs> Um, B&M's could be like cream cheese because they're really smooth. Yeah. And like mock is like cheesecake <laughs> where it's like, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> um, Zamperla is mozzarella. Because I'm being racist. <laughs> Classic. Hey, if all else fails, good old racism. Um, so that a-hole from NY wants to know, out of all the lower tier Six Flags parks, which one would be the most successful if given a shitload of capital and why? Hmm. All right. Lower tier. So like Great Escape... America, um, lower tier, I guess like, I guess is it basically upper tier and lower tier, like upper tier, I think of magic mountain, great adventure, great America. And then Texas. Yeah. Over Texas. Even Fiesta, Texas. Fiesta, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's like a smaller Um, one, I think that's like a higher tier though. And then I guess yeah, it's and then Great Escapes. Maybe maybe Georgia for a higher tier. Yeah, like they're park investment wise, they're pretty upper tier. I guess it seems like on the staff staff though, that one usually lacks. Yeah, I don't know. So I guess yeah, like, well, um, so I guess it's like what Discovery Kingdom is lower. St. Louis. St. Louis, America. Great Escape. Um, <clears throat> Great Escape. Um, Laron. Oh yeah, Mexico. I think that's a higher one. I don't know because that's that's an old Universal Park, and they actually like. Apparently, a lot of people say that's like the best Six Flags in the chain. The way they run it. All right. Well, we'll leave Laron and below Laron Mexico out of it. Well, Laron is definitely like I would almost say Laron is the lowest <laughs> one. The fact that they were going to move that Green Lantern coaster there is pretty funny. Yeah, I think um, we can leave LaRond and Mexico out of it, though. Because I don't think a shitload of capital would fix LaRond. No. Because the thing is, I think it's kind of like Michigan's adventure, where it's like people are going to show up, so why invest, you know? Right, yeah. And then I think with the Great Escape and America and St. Louis, I think the problem is that 
those parks are so like day trip seasonal only type parks that it's just hard. Even if you invested a lot of money there, I don't think the attendance would really grow that much. Yeah, I'll tell you which one would be doing pretty good. Fucking Astro World. Yeah. Oh wait, a bunch of kids died there. Other Astro World. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> Too soon? No. Okay. All right. Um, but I'm trying to think about like what cities are growing. St. Louis is not. No. So there'd be no no reason it would be fixed with a bunch of investment. San Francisco Bay Area. Not really. Yeah, that area is kind of on the decline right now. Yeah, I mean, California is kind of cursed with stagnation because it, like, can only fit so many people. So, like, people leave, but more people move in, and then more people leave, and then more people move there, you know? It's, like, always in flux, but it's always kind of got around the same population, you know? I actually think California population dropped for the first time. Um, let's actually, let's see. Yeah. It peaked in, yeah, it peaked in 2019. That makes sense. It's too fucking expensive. Yeah. Oh, wow. Even Colorado peaked as well. I just don't understand where people are going. Uh, Florida, Texas, all the like, all the like Southern Sunbelt states, Arizona, Nevada. Um, let's see here. Oh, Steen asked, theme to 4th of July. Do you have a favorite firework display at a park? Not counting Disney's because we all know it's on a different level. Um, I can't really remember any super memorable ones outside of Disney. Yeah, the only one I have good memories of is the one at the Cedar Point fireworks show on the 4th um, that they do on the beach. And what was always cool about it was that the park stayed open till 1, and the park was dead after the fireworks were done. So you could just, like, Millennium Force would be, like, a five-minute wait. And then you had like a, you basically had, like, two hours at ERT after the fireworks show. Um, which is always pretty, nice. which is always pretty cool. I don't know why it was kind of like everyone could be at the park all day and it was super busy, and then everyone would go to the fireworks and then everyone would basically leave. But yeah, I always it was always like fun. Like we'd always like get a spot on the beach and like sneak booze in, and it was always pretty fun. All right, we got some would you rather's in. Uh, Lunarus wants to know. Would you rather have to take coaster road trips in a car with five miles per gallon, but all the coasters are running at their absolute best with no issues, or take a coaster trip in a car with 70 miles per gallon, but there's a 50-50 chance for each coaster specifically that it will be down for the day? Um, I'm going to roll the dice. I guess it depends on how high gas prices are. I mean, five miles to the gallon, dude. Yeah. You get a big tank. I mean, I'm thinking about going just Great America to Mount Olympus. That's like 150 bucks. Yeah. That's like when I moved or like 
when we drove to Denver when I was moving there and that RAV4 had a really small gas and like the combination of going like 80, 85 plus all those boxes I had on the top of the roof that was like not aerodynamic at all. I think I got like nine miles a gallon <laughs> that <laughs> that whole drive because I was like trying to like I was like yeah that's right I was like trying to like meet the landlord before ten o'clock or something. This is just like the shittiest mileage all the way over. And we still made it like midnight. I don't think it was that late. I think we got there at like ten thirty. It was like ten ten thirty, and then I like called the landlord and he was like oh I just put a lockbox on the door. I was like oh shit well. I don't have known that. The worst thing was we went to that Taco Bell over here at by Sloan's Lake, and like the line took an hour. There's like two cars in it. That line still is fucked. Like that line is like there's everyone has a Taco Bell on Sloan's Lake story about how they got stuck in the line because the employees like, I think they've got like one employee in the kitchen, so it's deceiving because sometimes it'll move. And then, like, right after you order, sometimes, like, the line just doesn't move for 45 minutes. And there's no way. Jesus Christ. There's, like, no way to leave the line. And one time we were there, and suddenly a kid just got on the microphone. He's like, hello? Hello? And we're like, why is there a kid in there? It's, like, 1130. Oh, God. Yo, there's a a fucking Taco Bell story from Sandusky one of the times I was there with uh, Rianne and like after Cedar Point closed we found one that was on the way to the highway and it's like you know 11 at night 11.30 whatever and like we order our food and then this car cuts in front of us in the drive through at like in between the part where you place the order on the screen and you actually get to a window and like we had already been sitting there for like 20 minutes waiting for our shit. And then we overhear this car in front of us that just cut in going, you gave us the wrong food. Like they didn't even order anything. And they were just demanding the like manager, give them food. And they're like, you know, Hey, uh, we, we don't remember like serving you. They're like, yeah, you fucked up our food. <laughs> And like the lady working walked away and like, this is happening for like 10 minutes, this interchange. Then a manager walks up and just like hands him a bag of food. <laughs> it sounds about Sandusky. I, in my mind, I'm just like, you really want to trust the food from the people you've just been yelling at for like 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. That's the thing I've never understood. You get into a heated exchange with somebody at a restaurant, you better not be expecting to eat something there. Yeah. That reminds me when I was in Rome with this, it was like a friend of a friend. So I went to Europe a few years ago with like two good friends. And then they invited like one of their old college friends that they haven't talked to in a while. And which is always a disaster. Like if you're doing like a two week international trip or you're sharing a living space and you don't know the person very well, it's like always going to be a disaster. And like, yeah. Why would you invite someone you haven't talked to in that long? I don't know. I, whatever. But like this guy was, 
he was like bipolar and was like it would get like belligerent drunk and just yell at everybody so he was it was like it's one thing to like be an american in europe and you have that like lay you know that like layer of guilt always when you walk into a place but then to like actually fulfill the stereotype and just yell at the waiters and stuff it was so oh, bad. And like all, like the, the all the staff in this restaurant were just like grinding their teeth and just like visibly pissed. And when like the three of us are just like ghost face, like watching all this shit go down. It was bad. God, that sounds horrible. That'd be a hilarious movie though. I mean, it was like a movie. It was like God. Cause like the thing is like when you go to eat in Italy, it's like dinner is like a thing, you know, it's like, it's not like the way a lot of the restaurants work. There is pretty much, they let the restaurant fill up and then they serve everybody the first course at the same time. And then like everybody, the second course at the same time, it's like, you know, like a couple hours thing. Um, and so like we sit down at the table and the server's like trying to explain the menu and like kind of going through like doing a little spiel about like the history of the restaurant because it's in Rome, you know, and like talking about the, the specials and like the history of the food and all this stuff. And this guy just keeps this this guy that was with us, he keeps interrupting interrupting him. And he was just like, Wine, where's the wine menu? Tell me the wine. And then like he just like and he's like, No, 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 just just bring us wine, please, okay. And he was just like being like a, like a total dick. Yeah. And then like, yo, that that's so cringy. Yeah. And then would like argue at every taxi driver and assume that they were ripping us off. I mean, not wrong, but at the same time, you can't argue about it. Yeah. You're a tourist. Yeah. That's part of being a tourist. Yeah. That sucks, dude. Let's see. Uh, all right, you know, we got another uh, would you rather here from Ribs and Bacon. Would you rather drink beer? Wait, would you rather drink beer at a family park or have to smoke outside the park entry at Kings Island? Um, smoke at Kings Island? I guess so. I don't really want to drink at a family park. They do have that beer that's garden, like some, though, which is okay. That's some sad uncle energy. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be in the parking lot at Kings Island, though. Outside the entrance is a little conspicuous. Yeah. Let's see. uh, Plus, they have a big parking lot there. Bran asks, uh, would you rather epic sunset ride with friends or solo night ride alone? Um, I'm always more a ride with friends guy. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I always love a good sunset Magnum ride with a bunch of friends. Yeah. That, that sounds perfect. Um, all right. So Marcelli TS asks or says, so would you rather do a coaster trip in Germany and Holland or Japan and South Korea? Uh, specifying that Dota Dompa would be open during the trip. Fuck. Um, they want to go Germany, Holland. Yeah. Specifically, GeForce, Fantasia Land, Europa Park. 
Yeah, I feel like as I started that region, I have to finish it out before I go to a different continent. Yeah, and Holland has Amsterdam, and I love Amsterdam. Oh, you know what? Going back to that meetup question, Europe. Yeah, Europe would be good. All right, uh, Amusement Labs asks, uh, would you rather let Salim Basul talk your ear off about how what he's doing is good and you can't reply or rebuke for eight hours. Oh God. Or let Tyler bubble tell you all about CS and Sarah, uh, bragging for four hours. Fuck. I would sit in, I would sit in like a meeting room with Salim and listen to an eight hour pitch. For sure. Yeah, I would listen to Salim because at least there's some cool credibility to meeting the CEO of Six Flags. Yeah. Even if it's a bullshit meeting. I mean, you get a selfie out of it, you know? Let's see. Uh, That a-hole from NY says, would you rather ride I-305 for an hour straight without leaving the seat or be forced to sit in a sauna with Rob Alvey and Taylor Bybee for three hours? And ignoring them is not an option. Um, I'm going to go with I-305. Yeah, I could probably do I-305 for an hour. Yeah, because like three hours in a sauna, you're probably going to feel sick. Similar to a couple laps on I-305. So like an hour versus three, even... Aside from the other factors. Yeah, I'm going to go 305. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Um, Lunaros says, would you rather ride Fury with its crack support three times in a row or one ride on Hades at the end of the season when it hasn't had maintenance since last October? Well, I mean, the premise is already flawed because it hasn't had maintenance since uh, it opened. I would ride through. I would like get on Fury like right now. I'm not that concerned about it. Yeah, same. I have no qualms with riding that ride as it stands right now at today. Like, because I just don't. I can't imagine that one issue on a ride, one uh, catastrophic failure, as it would be categorized would cause a, a, like a total structural failure. I just can't imagine that in any sense. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm always going to pick BNM over anything. Right. But even, even so it's just like on a fucking $30 million machine or whatever, these things are engineered to be way more precise than that. So, um, that said, I would take my gamble on th- uh, Fury. Um, let's see. Ribs and Bacon, he says, would you rather fight a group of preteens wearing virginity rocks at a park or a group of overly romantic teen couples at a park? They both may be from a church group or a school group, or it could be in the middle of the week during peak summer season. Um... I think virginity rocks just because it's funny. I'm just, I'm going to leave. I'm not trying to fight children. And I don't want to deal with their 
grossness. So I'm just leaving the park. <laughs> I'm not fighting them. I'm fighting the system. <laughs> Ribs and Bacon says, also, it's a group outing for school slash church. You can factor in a chaperone. And let's make the number of 10 people per group. Oh, and he, he has a choice and he's ready to debate his choice on it. So I hope he doesn't take uh, offensively to me saying I'm exiting. <laughs> but hey, I think that actually catches us up with all of our listener feedback. Nice. Well done. Which is great timing because I'm starting to get tired. Yeah, same here. Fireworks are dying down. The dogs. Well, that's good. Dogs are, maybe your dogs. They're like literally laying on my feet. Under the desk. Aw. <clears throat> All right, dude. Well, um, cool. I'm glad we spent a good amount of time talking about Fury. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Doing our part for the community, really. That's uh, what we're here for. But I digress. This has been fun. It's been a good time. Good episode. At least I'm I'm reviewing it myself right now after having participated, and I and I'm slapping the the Zach seal of approval on it. Alrighty. Yeah. So uh, join us for the Patreon voice chat on Discord tonight. If you're listening to this the day of upload, if it's not the day of upload, then you've missed it. Sorry, pal. But we'll have another one coming up. Unless you are listening to this super far in the future, in which case um, we welcome our new alien overlords. <laughs> but yeah, join us. Patreon.com slash your favorite coaster sucks. Join our Discord. That one's free. Free! Um, and come hang out with us when we do stuff. All right. You got anything else, Ben? Uh, nah, I'm all good. Cool. Thanks a ton for listening. And until next time, your, your favorite coaster sucks.